0: Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show.
1: You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
2: We've got week four of the NFL completely in the books after that Monday night football game, if you want to call it that, last night. We'll already start taking ahead and look at week five. Florida Man is on our schedule as well. Fantasy Sports Today starts now.
0: Sports today.
2: And welcome in. This is Fantasy Sports Today. It is the first day of October. We are putting the month of September in the rearview mirror. We've got just about 30% of the fantasy football season almost in the books here. Welcome in, Joe Pizapia, along with Craig Mish on FNTSY. This is Fantasy Sports Today. Sean Guastamaki is, of course, producing the show. You can follow Joe on Twitter at Joe Pizapia 17 You can follow me on Twitter at Craig Mish. And Joe, uh, good afternoon. It's uh, a Tuesday, so this is like my one day uh, off to just kind of chill before... Wednesday comes in with all of the lines and all the spreads and all the fantasy moves. So I really enjoy Tuesdays. And I wish I enjoyed it as much as uh, I enjoy this day a lot more than I enjoyed the game last night. Wow. I think I watched. (laughs) I think I watched, I'm going to say, two minutes maybe of the game. I would say a grand total of two minutes. It was so bad. And man, like there are just more bad games in the NFL that are good. I guess that's the bottom line. Yeah. Well, look, it, it's part of it is the quarterback attrition, which I know we're going to talk about a little later on the
3: show. But yeah, it, I actually got lucky with this one. You know why? Because the first half of the game I missed, turned it on in the third quarter. I was like, oh, it's kind of a snooze fest. It was kind of a, you know, after halftime, low scoring. I'm like, OK, I really didn't miss too much here. And then uh, boom, all of a sudden some scoring happened in the third quarter. And then after that, nothing happened. So I felt pretty good about it. It was fascinating to see. Um, The narrative die uh, of the whole, well, James Washington and Mason Rudolph were a thing in college, because I think we could officially put a fork in that one. And it was also kind of interesting to see the Steelers scale back the offense and tailor it a little bit more to. I don't want to say just the running backs, but also just uh, a simplified version of what they're used to running out there, which I think is going to help them in the future if they're going to have any shot to win football games. So what did you think of the fact that the Steelers in the third quarter, if you saw that? I don't know if that two minutes you saw was the third quarter. I didn't see it.
2: I didn't watch college. it. And I don't care. They suck. <laughs> and so does the and the Bengals suck, too. It was an yeah. awful game. And, and I don't blame the Steelers. You lose Roethlisberger. Your season is over. I give the Steelers 0.0 credit for winning that game last night. The Bengals are, uh, they're not the Dolphins, and I'm no. not sure that they're the Redskins, but they are certainly in that conversation among the three. I mean, going into the year, there was talk that the Bengals were probably one of the worst two teams in the NFL, and then uh, there was some Kool-Aid being drunk after the first week, which people were drunk on. And look, and look you know, it doesn't take a lot to cover a game in the NFL. It's a lot different covering a spread. Actually, being a good team is another story. And uh, and they are, I mean, I, I honestly, that's that is one of the worst teams in football. And I and I think that they need to be in that conversation like Denver fights like they've been in every game. Yeah, mm-hmm. The Bengals, I mean, yeah, they came back to cover against Buffalo. Congratulations. They played well in the first game. Congratulations. But they're not winning more than two or three games. And, and I don't think Pittsburgh's winning more than two or three games the rest of the season. I really don't. I don't I don't think so. And the uh, the good news, I guess, for fantasy owners is. He got a little bit from Connor. <laughs> like, beyond that, I mean, I feel uncomfortable starting Rudolph in any league. I, I don't really feel comfortable starting Connor. I think uh, this is going to play out, Joe, with Mixon holding out next year. I, I don't see any way that this guy plays. It's it, This kid is a talented kid that's just can't get it going on that team. A.J. Green's still going to be out for weeks. Boyd was a non-factor. We'll talk about him in a minute because he saved me. But um, yeah, just I, I don't know. I mean, just as bad as it gets, and then next Monday night, I think we're headed down the same road again. If I'm not, I'm not sure. It's Sunday night or Monday night, one of those two teams, one of the two games, is really bad.
3: Uh, Sunday night, I think is the uh, the Chiefs and Indianapolis Colts. I believe so. I don't oh no, Sunday Monday
2: night's that. actually interesting, but no, yes, yeah, Sunday night was the game that I was. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really give the Colts much of a chance at Kansas City. Unfortunately, that way, no, they, yeah, they could cover. They could absolutely cover. I mean, teams could cover in the NFL. Uh, but as far as winning the game, it would be a, it may be a suicide pick for me there as well. So. Uh, But yeah, let's close the book on that, please. Never to be mentioned again. Um, Okay, so as far as injuries are concerned, uh, I I thought that Devontae Adams, that was interesting to see yesterday that the turf toe could end up uh, holding him out this weekend. And clearly, here we go, Joe, another first-round pick or early second-round pick in fantasy that's going to miss at least one week. And I think the time is now to really start identifying some of those players that you could pick up because if Green Bay's defense, especially against the run, is going to struggle that much, that means that they're going to have some opportunities I think to have to score some points to stay in games like they did against Philadelphia. So uh, fire up Valdez Galing, maybe Geronimo Allison, and I would not pick up Jimmy Graham and start him in any league. I thought I think he's done, but again, he is an option at this point, and I think Green Bay is going to have to take a close look at that.
3: Yeah, well, look, luckily there's a lot of trade targets and they're going to talk about a couple of them later on in the program, too, that it might not be off the waiver wire this week. It's just that the waiver wire is, doesn't look good. No. It doesn't look good, especially at wide receiver, because I think a lot of people picked up Johnson last week. Shark is gone. Uh, there's a couple of names out there that might be able to help. I don't think Cole Beasley's really floating around there anymore, especially now that you downgrade a quarterback potentially with Allen out. I don't know how much I love that one with Matt Barkley, but it's um, it's definitely difficult. And I think you're going to see a lot of MVS and a lot of Allison in this game. And neither of those guys are free agent wide receivers. And it does suck because this is another guy in Devontae Adams where you've been waiting and waiting. He finally did had the Devontae Adams game that you've been waiting for. And now you don't have him. And it's funny because the same narrative can be said about Jarvis Landry waiting and waiting. He finally had that game. Now he's in concussion protocol. He's not out. So it's, it's you get the your hopes up. And at one point Adams was in your, obviously he's always in your lineup matter what, but Landry happened on your bench. He thought, Oh my God, I can start this guy next week. Nope, probably not. It's all going to go to crap anyway. So very frustrating there in what's becoming a very frustrating first two round return on investment. Hopkins has been frustrating. Adams has been frustrating. Connor's been frustrating. Nixon, great talent. It's not equating into fantasy points. Damian Williams. Let's not get started on that. Uh, There were guys that you could really take out of the equation that had a lot of risk going in, but Even things like Le'Veon Bell. People look Le'Veon Bell. You can
2: keep going, David Johnson. I
3: mean, everybody. David Johnson's another guy there. I mean, basically what you're starting to look at is if this truly is the quarterback league, maybe it's time to rethink the value of the very top quarterback and relative position value. And yes, you can get away at quarterback with picking up guys, starting guys, you can stream. But you know what? If this year especially, a third of the league has a different quarterback right now in week five than they had going into week one a third of the league, 11 teams. That's a staggering number. When you think about it, it's like closers in baseball. It's like the same thing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. It's coming it crazy is. like that. Yeah. yeah, it is. Speaking of which, uh, there's an interesting baseball story I saw yesterday, Joe, that the Red Sox may uh, at least they're saying this. And, and again, we don't know if this is going to actually play out this way. Uh, but JD Martinez and Mookie Betts, the Red Sox are saying it's going to hard to keep both of those players. Of course, JD can just exercise his option and stay if he wants to with Boston. Uh, I get to see JD a lot here in the off season. He, uh, takes BP and works out at my kid's school. So I see him almost every day. Uh, right. But but Mookie Betts, uh, I don't have a full read on that. I, I The reason why I say it, I think J.D. is just going to opt in. I don't think he's going to opt out of his deal. But Mookie Betts, I mean, that would put the Red Sox in a position maybe to have to trade him. It seems like unthinkable that that would happen, though, right? Oh, it seems like more talk than action.
3: I think so. I mean, that that would be – that's a terrible idea. Why would you trade one of the bright, young, athletic stars you have? Versatility. I mean, the guy, he hits, he runs, he does everything you want. He plays the field, he's got a great arm. I mean, why would you want to do that? JD's a little older. JD has an injury history. Well, they can't I mean, trade him. That's not a tradable player. You can't. Probably, no. And so that, that's difficult, too. But I think, really, the sin here is the Chris Sale deal, right? Isn't that what's really putting things – for them closer to that there's no tax sin the commercial. red sox
2: could just eat the tax i mean you're you're a team that's trying to compete they for the could. world series i mean like they say that there's no salary cap in baseball this is proving that there is like it's just I, I don't like to hear this at all a team like boston shouldn't be crying at all man the sellouts every game and the revenue that they make for me it's disappointing well, do you think there but, should be a cap in baseball there is too, when you look there it. is the, the, well, the i know teams, the luxury tax kind of like well, a you know, teams a don't want to go above the tax because they lose a first round pick
3: Yeah, I don't know. I'm with you. You're the Red Sox. You find a way to make it work just like you're the Yankees. But I think the Red Sox are looking at the Yankees and going, huh, look what they did here. In a couple of years, they turned things over and now they are a younger team who is a bright future. And the Red Sox, you know, they still have some young stars there. Obviously, Devers is a great player. Mookie Best is a great player, but there's some age on that team too. Yeah, they're They're still good. they are good. So I guess you just eat it. The problem is, you know, you can't put that money into Chris Sale and then have Chris Sale have the season he has. No, you but just that can't do it. that's going to happen. I mean, the teams, mis-
2: teams are going to make mistakes on contracts. It happens in every team. I know. I mean,
3: but I'm not saying it was the wrong. I'm not saying like hindsight's 2020. 20. I'm saying that's, this is now the, the, the negative. of the downside. Yeah, yes. the, res- the result of what it is, is of course. And, and it's, it's Sale from that mistake it's supposed to pitch, though, next year, right? That's what they
2: say, but I don't know how you could feel really good about him in a fantasy draft right now. Yeah, I don't. But we could got to wait a few months and see. All right, we'll take a quick time out. Uh, coming up next is the opening drive on FNTSY. This is Fantasy Sports Today. Don't Go away.
4: Help you legally exit your timeshare contract. They've helped thousands of people and they're A plus rated with a BBB. So if you feel scammed, get mad and get out of your expensive timeshare contract right now, guaranteed. Call NOW 800
5: 804 7060. 800 804 7060. That's 800 804 7060. What's your IRS problem?
4: then he pivots, fakes, chucks the big bomb halfway down the field to our hopefully still wide open tailback. I call it...
0: Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pisapia. Fantasy Sports Today presents... First play from scrimmage. The opening drive.
4: The first play of the game.
2: Welcome back. This is fantasy sports today. Craig Mitchell, along with Joe Pizapia, with you here on the show. It's the first of October and our first opening drive of the month. So let's get started. And I promised that we wouldn't talk about Monday Night Football, but it is the first down topic here. Unfortunately, Mike, you're a liar. I am. You're a liar. I lied. I lied. Was it twenty four to three? Was the final? Was it higher than that or no? Uh, the final score is twenty seven three. Twenty seven three. Okay, so late field goal by Pittsburgh. Uh, man, I, I don't know. It just, I just, I really Monday Night Football for me. Used to be so big, so important, and it still is for fantasy, of course, because a lot of you are playing in multiple leagues, and there's always going to be these scenarios that play out on Monday Night Football. But my gosh, um, I, my indictment is huge on Monday Night and Thursday Night Football, Joe. Like we'll get a good game for sure. There's 17 weeks; we'll get five games that are good. But man, what, what happened to Monday Night? That used to be the, the night. It's Sunday Night now.
3: Yeah, it's it, what's well, been Sunday Night for a while. The presentation of Sunday Night Football is so much better too. Just, just putting that out there the the hour and a half leading up to it with the uh, highlighting the, sh- the the game what it's going to be i think also the fact that people people come to a place here where everyone's so busy during the week which had you know, the kid stuff and work stuff and all these things where it is difficult on the weeknight. Now it's a little bit harder. Whereas Sunday night, everyone's home. You know, by the time kids go to bed and all these things, you've got this game on at eight thirty. And the fact that the, that they can flex that game later in the season was a game changer. Yes. And I think that's why everybody has really gravitated to Sunday night football because they know the first was it twelve weeks or whatever is where it's not flex. I can't remember the exact number. I think it's twelve until they start flexing it. They usually have some pretty good matchups on there too. They put some. They 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 go off the stars more than they go off necessarily all the teams sometimes, and that kind of works out well for them. And Monday Night Football kind of gets whatever's left over. And culturally, there's been a big shift. And I don't think ESPN does a good enough job of presenting the game anymore. Uh, just generally speaking, it's not as good of a presentation as it was. Not to sound like an old fart, but even when I was a kid, when it was on ABC, it's a little different. And I also wonder, too, do you think it's also we've gotten to a point now, too, where ESPN has changed so much in the focus of their overall window of coverage? If They're so heavy on NBA. They're so heavy on uh, the presentation of college athletics, that professional football, professional baseball.
2: There, Sunday
3: night baseball is not very good either. On there. oh no, but
2: that's yeah, that's been long, long it's dead. Been, it's I been
3: thought. long dead, and I and it's such a shame because I I'm sure you are the same way. Sunday night of baseball course. is hot.
2: Yeah. Well, fun. the other thing too is it was, you know, look, we didn't have the opportunity to watch all the games, Joe. You know, and that's the difference now is that you were seeing on Sunday night uh, two teams that you normally didn't see during the season because you didn't have the opportunity to have the uh, the uh, MLB extra innings. And the MLB TV, and now everyone's seeing it. So Sunday night's just like, a, oh, there's a Sunday night game. And in all likelihood, also with Sunday night baseball, Joe, the other part of it is, is that you have the same six teams playing every Sunday night in baseball. Like, yeah, I, and I'm not using the Marlins, but we can use the Marlins as an example. You think the Marlins would ever sniff a Sunday night game? You think the Royals would ever sniff a Sunday night game? It never happens. So it's like, even for the fan bases, it's very difficult, also. But yeah, there was some, even though John Miller and Joe Morgan, that the, toward the end, were a little antiquated in terms of their analysis. Um, yeah, I, I I do miss that being interesting, and I certainly miss Monday night being interesting. Although I will say this, Cleveland-San Francisco is a game that I will watch next Monday night. Oh, I, absolutely. Okay, that you know, is the game that I will look forward to. Uh, but then we take the hit on Sunday night, unfortunately. But that's not NBC's fault. Uh, you, you sure. got to watch Mahomes play quarterback. That's never. Yeah, that's probably You're worth right. it anyway. I'm
3: sorry. I mean, watching that guy play, especially in his building, is just special. Yeah, that's it'll be football.
2: good. Yep. All right. Second down uh, tonight. Baseball begins. Uh, back with the postseason. Brewers and Nationals. Woodruff and Max Scherzer. The world will obviously pick Washington tonight, and who knows, though, Joe? The Brewers have been the hottest team in baseball in September. They'll have to use a lot of bullpen action in this one, and Washington never wins at all in the regular season or postseason. So uh, look, <laughs> I, I, I would assume that Washington wins, but it would not shock me at all. It's baseball. It's one game. I could see Milwaukee winning tonight. Well, Woodruff had a hell of a year before that
3: injury. I I, I got very lucky with him. I plucked him up early and in my home league, and... It's a head to head points league and strikeouts are pretty valuable. And he was just a strikeout monster, man. He was dropping these 10 strikeout games and he looked fantastic. And I told you last week I wrote the Brewers off when Woodruff got hurt. I was like, no, nope, that's it. I don't care. And then, yeah, let's get started. I really forget it. That's but no, they, 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 they continue to battle and they, and they just show you what it's all about. And you're right. The Nationals historically have had a bad, <laughs> a bad run in the playoffs here. If they should somehow pull rabbit out of their hat tonight, and beat Max Scherzer. I, I think this sends the Nats into a little bit of a spiral. I really do. This is a really important game. I, I don't want to put too much on the first game of a series, but in this instance, if you can beat the true ace of another team in that first contest with a team that in the back of their head, they know that they've had a lot of failures and they have a little bit more pressure, whereas the Brewers are definitely a team playing with house money. Man, I think that really gets in their head a little bit and that could make for a fascinating series down the road here in last week or so.
2: Yeah, uh, Washington's had this drama every year. It's with Harper or Dusty Baker. It's they Strasper, will he pitch? Will he not pitch? Uh, I do think Washington wins tonight. I mean, this is arguably the biggest start of Max Scherzer's career, maybe. I would assume that he'll show up. But again, it's one game. It's baseball. And if Woodruff pitches three scoreless innings and they're up 2-0 and they bring in Josh Hader, I mean, that could be three more innings. The game could be over. And Council's a really good manager. So I'll watch it. We'll see what happens. It uh, should be interesting. More interesting, I think, than tomorrow night's game. I'm not as intrigued by Tampa and Oakland, but we'll get to that tomorrow. All right. Third down. An epic finish for me last night, Joe, in this uh, guillotine league that we've been talking about. This 16-team league where one team each week gets knocked out, and we're in week four. And going into last night, Joe, I am uh, tied, basically tied, with another owner, who and I have Tyler Boyd, and he has Juju Smith-Schuster. And I'm also six points behind the next guy. So, of course, Tyler Boyd gets his two catches in the first half. I'm feeling pretty good, and then nothing in the second half. And then down a point with five minutes to go, Dalton throws the ball. Boyd catches it, puts me 0.86 points ahead, and I survive to the next week. Unbelievable! You and, are and, you are you can't be killed in that game. You cannot be killed. Oh, this week I'm dead. It's over. This this I am finished this week. Like if if I survive this week, I got a good shot to move forward. If I can get through this week, but uh, I'm going to ask you some some uh, questions about that because I'm going to have to make some decisions tonight about my team. But yes, I am moving on. And uh, and yeah, we'll we'll see if I can. Continue. You're like the Terminator. You just like what you do you mean with eighty with eighty points? I'm no Terminator. I'm no, no, like you Terminator.
3: You might not be like the Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminator, but maybe. I um, terrible. Maybe you're the uh, Terminator Two Terminator. You, you know? if the,
2: Hopkins would do anything, I could probably go somewhere in this league. But I mean, the, the well, second that picked him it. up, he's been doomed. Hey, he's playing the Falcons this week. That's I don't a good know. opportunity. I don't and, know. I
3: don't and know. if I misspoke, I think it, you know, I think I got in my head because we're talking about series. This is a one game playoff, not a series, right? It's not two out of three for this. It's just it's the one, one game. game yeah, is one game. the one yeah. game. So I apologize. I misspoke there. I just I, after I spoke, I said, wait a minute, I'm I'm wrong there. So I want to just uh, before people at me on Twitter, my apologies. Well, yeah, hey, no, because then I sound like a fool. But I I. I don't know why in the back of my head, I thought that they expanded it to the two out of three this year, but they didn't. It's still the one game playoff. So look, if they beat Scherzer, I I don't know. Like at this point with the Nationals, I think you throw your hands up and it's just, I don't know if you think you're kind of
2: expected. That's the problem. Yeah.
3: Well, it should be expected because they've got bigger stars and they've got better all around talent on that team. So if, if I will say this, if the the worst thing you can do (laughs) for the Brewers is give them more hope. When you beat a guy like Scherzer, I think you feel unbeatable. So I guess you take that into whoever you play next. So who they play
2: next? That's they would play L.A. Well, I guess hope dies there. Maybe.
3: <laughs> Does it? I mean, I don't know. I guess anything I mean, can happen. Sure, yeah.
2: Scherzer, Patrick Corbin and Strasburg. I think that in a seven game series. I don't know have why, shot. My head, I kept thinking it went to two out of three this year. I don't know why. So that's my bad there. I apologize. So I didn't even bad job, it. No, bad job. All right. All right. Finally, this is our uh, fourth down. Listen to this story. Uh, this woman was having a dream in the middle of the night. Uh, that they were involved in a uh, her and her husband were involved in a high speed train race and bad guys were chasing them this was in her dream and her fiance told her to save her ring by swallowing it and then she wakes up and she actually in the middle of the night did swallow the ring I mean that that's insane like she lived out her dream it feels like inception or something like that Joe but thankfully they ended up finding the ring getting it it was in her stomach and all that but that's crazy right yeah seems fishy to me
3: i don't know it seems like one of these weird things uh, i don't know. I know about this you don't believe you, you, it I don't, I don't believe it i don't know i think there was some other weird scenario here going on <laughs> and she's just covering up for something she did that was stupid where did this happen i guess that that's my first question did it happen in florida i guess no that's this, no
2: we haven't gotten to florida man yet this is in san diego okay.
3: san diego all right well it's hot there too i don't know <laughs> I just find this one a hard thing to believe, you know because people do stupid things and then cover it up right they do stupid things like oh yeah i had it in my mouth or whatever and i accidentally swallowed it like whatever but if that sounds like you sound like a moron if you say that if you're like oh i was in this really intense dream and not that you don't sound like a moron but i don't know
2: i feel like it's an interesting story to me but they're still getting married in may have you ever swallowed anything like a coin or anything never never, no no you were not that kid but thing didn't i was not i was not i swallowed my pride a lot that's about it (laughs) i'm sure every day you have to (laughs) we got to take a time out we'll be back with more fantasy sports today right after this don't go away
0: Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizapia.
2: Become the eighth person to win a million dollars in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament, NFL setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. Or join the countless number of people who have won thousands of dollars each week playing DFS using DailyRoto.com if you're playing daily fantasy sports. And not using dailyrodo.com, you are doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL annual pass with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Welcome back. This is Fantasy Sports Today. Craig and Joe, our Florida Man segment, is coming up in less than 15 minutes. We've got some good stories to share with you guys today, some interesting ones, I think. Uh, before we do that, let's uh, dive a little bit back more into the NFL discussion. And I think that for me, the way that I would summarize this first month of the season um, to me, Joe. Now, you tell me if you agree or disagree, but I feel like the AFC has two great teams. Yep. The NFC has none. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of bad teams in the NFL. Those are the three <laughs> points that I would make. Is that do you think that sounds accurate? I I think you actually spot on right there. I really do.
3: And it's it's weird because you know, you would think that uh, with all of the preseason work and all the stuff and talking about all the preseason games and all these things and teams coming out here in September and things don't look sharp. And we kind of had this problem a couple of years ago and then last year the beginning of the season was a little bit better. Last year was the first year in a while where actually September football was a better quality and I thought, oh, "Okay, well, maybe we kind of maybe it was a rough patch, maybe it's weird transition for a lot of teams." But I think what we're seeing now is not just part partially you know the preparation and how guys don't play a lot in these games and preseason and things aren't there but also the attrition of the quarterback position and when you take away the quarterback it's the most important position in the game right now and you take that guy away and you downgrade to whoever the next guy is no matter how good they are the quality of play overall gets knocked down an entire peg and I think that's what's happening in all of these games I mean even last night if Roethlisberger is playing in that game it's probably a lot more fun to watch Whether, you know, just because of the quality of football is going to be better because you're talking about a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback calling the signal. So I think that's a big part of it. But overall, it's also a very young league nowadays. I think it's really turned over. You've got a lot of youth at the quarterback position, you got a youth in general, and a lot of the older guys kind of get phased out for better or worse. It's a young man's league. And I think that's also attributing to why you're seeing the quality of the game take a little dip. So there's a lot of factors here, but. No matter what the factors are at the end of the
2: day, you're absolutely right. The
3: quality of the games this month have not been great overall.
2: A lot of haves and have nots. Yeah, and I would tell you this, that this is the same thing every year in the NFL. You just we just forget about it because we're so desperate for the NFL to come back because it's been around or I'm sorry, it's been gone for so long. Uh, The stories that go on outside of the games are more compelling than the actual games themselves. In fact, after that, this week is done. And I would say to any average NFL fan not an average fan cuz if they're sitting watching all the games on Sunday you're not an average NFL fan you're you're a pretty intense NFL fan. So I suppose if you're somebody like myself or somebody like you Joe and you go back and you say what was the best game so far of the NFL season? Like what did you what did you take away? You may be able to give me one game. You cannot give me three great games that have happened so far. There's no way. There's none. Well, it also depends on your definition of great.
3: Like some people don't like defensive games. Like a lot of people didn't like the kind of football that was being played in Buffalo on Sunday. But if you, if you like defensive football, that was a very enjoyable game from a defensive standpoint.
2: But wow, like you're going to make me laugh over, over hearing that Why? game. That game. You, you enjoyed the game I because you're a, fan. Fan. No, you're a Patriots fan. No,
3: I enjoyed that game because I like oh, that game was I like watching the Bears play. Uh, you I- thought that Vikings-Bears game was good? Not the Vikings Bears game, but I I thought the Bears Packers game was interesting to watch those defenses play. Because it was yeah, the only I, game on TV and it was the first no, game. I of the thought year. that was a good game. I like watching I like watching the I used to like watching the Broncos play. And I hate the Broncos, but I like watching them play. I like watching Von Miller. Not everybody watches the you know, it's funny. When you watch football, most people's eyes are always on the offense when the ball gets snapped. I like to look at the other side of the football a little bit more. And that's just me. I like watching defenses play. Sorry, I, I'm not gonna lie. Why did I make this up?
2: What What do I'm I have not to say that you're lying? I'm just saying you're being unrealistic because it, because I would say right because okay <laughs> because, because you put you put you put yourself in this position. Okay, so go ahead, give me the three best games played so far this year in the NFL. Go Ugh, ahead.
3: Three best games this mm-hmm. year played in the NFL. You want Ugh. to put
2: Patriots Bills in there? Go ahead.
3: No, I don't. I'm just saying there's those kind of games. Give me the more... memorable games for you. Uh, I'm gonna have to go back and look at. Them. Yeah, because you to... can't.
2: Because you can't. That's the reason why. Because they're not good. If they were memorable, you wouldn't say, I have to go back and look. You could say, here they are, one, two, three. All right. You've you've put me in my place. Here I am.
3: There's the place and I'm in it.
2: There you go. You're learning. That's all there is to it. Sometimes (laughs) you win. Sometimes you lose. In this particular case, the number one story of the year was no uh, good games. Antonio Brown. (laughs) It was Antonio Brown, without a doubt. Antonio Brown was was the story of the first month of the I think,
3: uh, you know, the one game that pops out to me is off the top of my head is the Saints game. uh, That first Monday night game, the first one, the early game, the Saints versus the Texans. I enjoyed that football game immensely. There you go. Then you have two quarterbacks who you believe in playing quarterback. So that
2: makes a big difference. So, yeah, that was a that was a really good game. Packers Eagles was a really good game last Thursday. Really exciting game. Yeah. Well, down to the wire, A lot of turnovers. Constant. Yeah. Yeah. But, but a chance at the end of the game. Like uh, uh, Broncos Bears was a real exciting finish. It wasn't a great game. Mm -hmm. And and again, I can remember the Jaguars. Denver game was fun to watch at the end. Yeah, uh, listen, there's a lot of fun at the end games, and there's Mm -hmm. a lot of good games. It's just you know, it's a lot of one sided football right now. You're not wrong. Memorable. I just that's what and and when you have and I don't know. I would you say that Cincinnati's tanking? I don't know. Would you say Washington is tanking? I don't. I don't. I know Miami is. No, Jay Gruden has officially lost his. That's it. He's he's
3: burnt. He's burnt. When he put Haskins in that game. That was it. That was it. There was no reason to make that change at that time where he made that change. It was insanity. They could. You're telling me that they couldn't have gone out there and Case Keenum, who put up 30 against the Eagles and then put up some points against other teams. You couldn't have gone out there and find a way to put up some points against the Giants and being competitive. And who knows? Because the Giants didn't play great in that game and their defense is atrocious. You're telling me Keenum couldn't have made you more competitive. And that was a game where if you won that game, all of a sudden things are looking a little bit different for you. Not great, but you're one in three instead of Oh, and four. And I think it was desperation. I think it was all these things. And maybe it was even personal. I don't care. It was bad business. It was a stupid idea. And look, he's going to pay the price for it with his job pretty soon.
2: New England will play KC. It'll be good. You know, there'll, there'll be some games before the end of the year. It's just on a, on a weekly basis. You're, you're hoping for more. You're hoping that to get to October. And I say, what was the memories? And you say Antonio Brown and Andrew Luck. Like those were the two, um, you know, drama filled, bigger stories of the year. You, 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 and, and by the way, quarterbacks getting hurt is also another, that was another big one, too.
3: So. Yeah, but you know, that's the whole thing, because going into even week five, you would say, OK, if you look six weeks ago, you say, oh, look, uh, Jets, Eagles. That should be an interesting game. Well, far less interesting when Darnold's not playing. Of course. If you look at, um, I don't know, the Steelers, Ravens, boy, that's doesn't get better than that. Are you super excited about Steeler Ravens now if you're not a fan of either of those teams? It's a
2: quarterback league, no doubt. And right. Losing luck at the beginning was a big part of that. But, yeah, but, but all of a sudden, a, when each game gets
3: downgraded or a third of the games get downgraded, that's a I, problem. I know,
2: but there still should there still should be some compelling 31-30 last-minute Cody Parkey hitting well, the you, hit a, hitting upright game. Are like, was compelled just, by the Rams game this weekend? <laughs> I mean, the Rams came all the way back to make it close, but not really. I mean, Tampa Bay crushed them. Like they just Tampa Bay went in there and smacked them. And then the only reason why the Rams came back in the game is because Winston threw a pick, but it was compelling for fantasy without a doubt. I mean, that's the fantasy game that was compelling. But from a reality game, I love to be sitting there in the fourth quarter with a lot of points, a lot of scoring. These two teams can't stop each other. And then, you know, just like the Rams Chiefs game last year, that was the best game of the year. I think nobody would disagree with that. Correct. Like that was an amazing game. Yeah. But it's funny because the Rams gave
3: a, you just knocked out one of them. They gave up a ton of points to the Vikings last year. They gave up a ton of points to the Saints last year in the championship game and also uh, in the season when they played. It, the, the Rams defense is not as good as people think it is, and they are terrible when it comes to giving up big plays that swing games, and they have been for a year, and I feel like now everyone's jumping on them, but this is not new information. Yeah, I'm a little worried about them. More worried about Goff,
2: I think, be? than I am about the Rams. But- Do you
3: think that the little the girly usage this week was looking ahead to Thursday? No, I'm asking this a serious question now. No,
2: no, Joe, I don't.
3: Well, why do you even finish the question?
2: <laughs> because I know where you're going. Go ahead. Where am I going with the question? Let's see if I'm, you're you right. You think that they're going to all of a sudden give Gurley 25 characters? No, no,
3: no, no, no. I'm saying this particular week, this particular day, when they decide, no, no, we can do this without doing it, because they have a Thursday night game against Seattle this week. No. It's a short week, Thursday night travel game. No. Okay. I'm just, a fair question. Yeah, no, now. I don't think so. It's the, same,
2: it's the same question that when you asked me, do you think that maybe they just don't play Hilton because the Raiders are not good? And the answer is never in the NFL. Like if a guy can play, he plays. And Gurley is not the same guy. I will say this. You got what you wanted last week from that. If, wow. if Gurley does that all happy. season long. I got two touchdowns. I didn't get the 100 yards. Hey, listen. At this <laughs> but point, but 10 can't carries.
3: 11 times and win football games. I'm sorry. I don't think you can do that, even if you're the Rams. You oh, from the winning
2: point, no. But for Gurley, if you give if you Gurley, and I have Gurley in that guillotine league. So if Gurley gives me 13 carries, 35 yards, and two touchdowns, and four catches, I will take it every week the rest of the year. I am good. Give that guy 12 touchdowns at the end of the year and 900 rushing yards, and I am thrilled. I am ready for that. If that happens, I'll be so happy. I'm just worried that he is uh, a little bit too touchdown dependent at this point. Uh, what would I give if, if I had to set a Vegas total on Thursday? It's a good game, by the way. But if I had to set a Vegas total on Gurley's carries on Thursday night, I would put it at 16 and a half is where I would put it. I thought last week was ridiculous, but I
3: think think, when the team, not Gurley, the team collectively had 11 rushes. That's a problem. I don't care what the games, what's going on. The Rams have been successful for two years because they ran the football with Todd Gurley. And that allowed Jared Goff to be a guy who, you know, couldn't didn't have to make mistakes and things like that because golf has plenty of deficits if you watch him play quarterback but those deficits go away when you put him in a position where he's got single coverage with really talented wide receivers and and think and all of a sudden when they were so pass happy you saw those mistakes and those issues come out and this is not a good formula for them right now it's not equating to w's they're i don't want to say they're in trouble but this is a game where they need to get back to what they do better and i don't care who it is if it's brown if it's henderson i mean i care i want it to be girly this right. is a, a real issue here if they don't look ahead to this Thursday night game and say hey look this is this is a huge game on because we lost a game that was should have been a gimme now we got to go to Seattle and win a football game on the road in a tough place to play that, that's different you don't want to put yourself in positions like that all season long
2: yeah and look it may be the case cuz Seattle likes to run the ball too so that could play uh, a better game script for the rams i i just think for me uh, i am now at the full conclusion that Gurley, in a year or two, will be out of the league. There's obviously something still wrong with his knee. It'll never be the same because this is not how you handle a guy that was the best player in the NFL for almost three years. So, I mean, that that's the way I, I was willing to be optimistic and curious about it going into the season. And I was an investor, too, just like you. Well, because it was an investor in a good there were the price made it was, sense it was, it was, was a low price. Up, yeah. but, is, but again, but again, sometimes you succeed, sometimes you fail. And absolutely. this time and injuries are one of those things you can't quantify. And that's what happened here, I think. All right. Uh, Florida man's next. Don't go away.
0: Game time decisions.
6: Why are they, the Browns? I have no clue. That's why I think the name is terrible. Is it Jim Brown? Will is saying uh, because of the dog? Yeah, who let what, the what, dogs what, what, out? What do you mean oh, the, dog. The, the dog is brown? Why are yeah, they... yeah, I don't understand. Yeah, he's kind of a brown yeah, I don't dog. understand. Still, the Wizards yeah, is uh, it was named, It was named after their first coach <laughs> and general manager.
3: Oh, Paul Brown. Paul Brown. Paul Brown. Paul Brown. They should change yeah. it. Still them. not a great name.
0: Weekdays, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on Sumo TV, channel 719. Fantasy sports today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. And now it's time on Fantasy Sports Today to see what's going on in the Sunshine State with Florida Man. <laughs>
2: Welcome back fantasy sports today, Craig, along with Joe, as it is time for our Florida man segment here on our it, it, it start off. I, I like an October 1st, Florida man. So let's uh, let's let's go through a few of these stories here. We'll start off with story number one. Um, and this happened uh, to a Florida man, but actually in Virginia. So this is a really interesting one. Uh <laughs> A Virginia judge is Florida man on the road. Is this what this He's is? on the road, man. He, uh, he was denied bond. He alleged uh, to plot to murder his wife. But by accident, he uh, was shot and paralyzed. What he did was this man, 65 years old, broke into a Virginia Beach home of his estranged wife earlier the, uh, last month and assaulted her and her daughter. God. and a, uh, wait he was, wait! you missed the key point in this with what with a wrench oh i'm sorry i missed that part
3: with a wrench who assaults somebody with a wrench what what is this
2: well we have a, a better one coming then you should stay tuned because i think we have a better attack uh God, but either way the stepdaughter wrench. shot him in the back hit him in God. the spine she acted in self-defense and now he is uh He's paralyzed. Now, also he had multiple cell phones, disguises, garbage bags, duct tape, weapons, and a wooden baton, the wrenches you mentioned, and a firearm. Oh so note to self. This guy oh. is uh gonna be in prison the rest of his life in a in a bed. Good. That's what I
3: say. This is karma. This is what you deserve. Somebody should go and whack him with a wrench on the head. This is what happens too. Florida man. Note to all Florida men out there. You don't travel well. Okay? You stick to your shenanigans at home. You keep this nonsense in Florida where it belongs. You don't there bring that north
4: There's
3: of the, the moral. There you go. Well, I don't think that's the moral. It's a reminder. Florida, man, your crap might play in Tallahassee or wherever it is with a panhandle. doesn't play here when you start to get uh, north, man. Oh, my God. With a wrench. With a wrench. Where are we, Craig? This is crazy. I and
2: mean, his stepdaughter shot him in the spine, too. Impressive. Yeah, all right. Good for yeah, All it doesn't right. say what she shot him with. Right. Like what kind of gun or whatever was it? No, his we gun. Didn't, we didn't get that. I don't know. We didn't get that specific. All was. right. Here's a story too. this. This happened a couple of days ago in Boca Raton, Florida. And this is just an interesting story. It isn't necessarily about a man, but I wanted to bring it up <laughs> since it is the Florida man story. Uh, a Florida man lost his iPhone on a boat a year ago. And then a diver recently found it and returned it to the man. And uh, it was just it had barnacles all over it. The guy was uh, lobster diving and the stone crabs are coming up here in a couple of weeks. But he was lobster diving 40 feet of water. He found it. And um, and it was in, you know, basically in pretty good condition. Other than that, now, the phone, of course, doesn't work. But it was interesting because, Joe, it just goes to show you that you could lose things in the water and then all of a sudden get them back. Have you ever thought about, uh, you know, diving in the water, maybe finding some treasure there, some buried treasure, Joe? No, I I tried um,
3: snorkeling once. I thought I was going to die because I I had a hard time trying to figure out the breathing pattern. So I was a little bit of an embarrassment. I got the hang of it eventually, but the first 10 minutes were tenuous, to say the least. Uh, But this is a problem with our oceans, right? You know, everyone's worried about the plastic bottles inside of fish and all this stuff. And God knows cell phones and and what else is out there? I mean, come on, hold on to your phone out there. It's just it's kind of funny. It's almost like the it's like a text message in a bottle, this story.
2: Oh, uh, no, wow. There? that's a that's a uh, new one.
3: That's a new one. Text so message in a bottle. I mean if right. instead that's what you do now. And so instead of putting a message in a bottle, throwing it out to the ocean, you write something very deep and interesting on your phone, you just chuck it out there into the Atlantic Ocean, and then someday, years from now, somebody will pick up that phone and read it and it's all in emojis and they'll have
2: no idea what you're talking about. So there you go patent that, that uh, little term there text message in a bottle. Okay. (laughs) Next story here. This is in winter park, Florida, which is around the Orlando area. A resident found a surprise as he tried to fix a clothes dryer that stopped working. Uh, When he was disassembling the dryer, he reached into the lint exhaust and found a snake. Yeah. And, And, uh, He set it outside It raced around. It was actually still alive, which is insane, too. So a live snake, Joe, found in a uh, dryer. Do you do your own laundry, by the way, Joe? Do you have anybody that helps you out with that? What do I have, a servant? What what, what 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 do I I know? I'm here doing radio with you. What do you think? I got like a
3: a A house full of servants? No, I do. I do laundry. Of course, I do everything. This is what you do when you're the single father. You do all these things. You do the laundry. I spent a freaking hour at the mall yesterday in Justice trying to help my girls pick out clothes and there's no bar there there should be there should be a bar there but now of course i do all that stuff and uh yeah. that's that's terrifying and uh, you know I, I know when you're in florida like we were in universal this summer you know the little geckos running around everywhere you oh, know yeah. stuff that we don't have up north so so do, do you get any weird stuff in your house like you know like i know my yeah, friends in out fact, there we had, in florida, a, we
2: had a, a gecko in the house last night yeah yeah it's and what happened one. Do your kids care? Or they freak uh, out. Or? They they say, "Daddy, come get it," and I get it and let it go. Yeah, but it's really fast. How do you get it? What's your what's your? No, approach? they're not. No, it's like a lizard almost, but it's just they they kind of gravitate up the walls. Yeah, so they're we, not. They're not. They're not. They're kind. I, you know what? I think they are a little fast. It? Uh, it depends. I don't care either way. Sometimes I'll do it with my hands. Sometimes I'll do it with a uh, piece Broom of room In a bucket? Towel. No, no. I'll just pick it up and take it out. You know, you ever get like a squirrel in your house, like in uh, like in no squirrels, no, no squirrels. I'm trying to think. um, Well, uh, we have uh, blue crabs that are in the neighborhood that we live in. And in Mm -hmm. June, when it gets really hot because they live underground, it gets too hot for them. So they come up and they're running all over our neighborhood and and they don't come after us. But like my family thinks that they're going to so they're like so scared <laughs> like they're under the cars like they're getting smashed by the tires they're all over but this is only for like a couple weeks out of the year
3: that's really. wild Florida is a crazy place man that's I'll, I'll visit
2: florida oh, iguanas. i'm gonna place. take a picture of, at my next uh, uh baseball practice the amount of uh, there must have been 50 iguanas all really? sunbathing. yeah I'll, I'll take a picture next time yeah it was right in the outfield too yeah. And just
3: down. out there like in, in the in the burbs. Like yep. I I, didn't, I thought this was more like in the rural places. I didn't think it was
2: like when you're built up that you still had iguanas Florida. Oh, there's a million iguanas now in Florida. And a and a million I I'm telling you, this is Saturday. Well it won't happen tomorrow night. We have practice at six. But Saturday at three when we have practice, I guarantee there's gonna be a million. I'll take a I'll take a picture uh I'll take a picture of it. One All time right. a bird got caught in our
3: fireplace as a kid, and that was hilarious. Trying My dad trying to get him out of the fireplace flu, but not fly around
2: our house. Oh, my God. It was basically that scene from uh, from. Um, I had a bird living. I had a bird stuck in the wall one time in Sarasota, where I lived. in the yeah. wall. How the hell yeah, did I get in the wall? had to cut a hole in the wall to get the bird out. Yeah, <laughs> the bird. I You're tried right. to save it. It died pretty quick, though. I don't know. I think it was in shock. Or something. <laughs> All right. Last Florida man story. Florida man was arrested in a month's old attack, which he allegedly used a samurai sword to threaten a jogger as the two were fighting over a wheelbarrow that they found in a pile of trash. Uh, Curtis is this na- name's man. He was arrested and uh, on attempted murder charges stemming from an attack back in July. It looks like this man attacked the other man named Todd with a sword. In a residential Oakland Park neighborhood, which is around the Fort Lauderdale area, Joe, while trying to pull the wheelbarrow away from him, and these two guys were just basically fighting. One guy uh, picks up a sword. The whole thing is caught on video, of course, in a trash pile, and um, not not what you want to do. I would I would have let the wheelbarrow go once I saw the sword. But you yeah. probably you probably could have got your own sword in this in this particular case. Well, don't? look, he's lucky he didn't pull this crap on me.
3: That's all because I would have been bad, sword, right? It would have been a bad scene for him. I'm a trained professional. Twenty years, 20 plus years, trained professional. But um that that is, you know, at least there's more honor in that. You know, there's more honor sword. See, here's the thing guns are easy. Any yoko can pull a gun on somebody, but to really be able to use a sword properly, a real sword, but this guy, like he's hacking at him. Like this guy's like ready to go in full high guard stance, hacking at this guy over a, a, a wagon. Like that's where we're at right now. It's just—it's funny to me. Like, where did he pick up the samurai sword? Does he carry it around with him all the time? Is this just like his normal mo? There's so many questions and not enough answers here. But at least there's a little honor in this fight. Like he's he pulled the sword. It's—I'm going to be a man of skill here, and I'm going to defeat you for this little wagon, so I can pull things along. Very impressive. Yeah. The funny thing is the end of this video. Have you caught the end of this video? Yeah. I I, I do his girlfriend or his wife is in pulling the wheelbarrow and yelling at the guy who just almost got killed by a samurai sword. I yeah, think he things, was in the wrong. I, do, the, I, I, do these things happen
2: in New Jersey or this is just no. where I live. Yeah,
3: no, it's where it's down there. I mean, crazy things happen here. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure I could do New Jersey man and pull up a bunch of stuff. Maybe we'll do that one day just for fun. I, I think we should i think all I right next do. week new jersey man i there will find next remind Tuesday. me. text me on yeah text me monday or after the show remind me and i'll i'll go find four new jersey man stories i'm there sure most of like you know louis uh, was at the deli and uh, you know he ordered the bagel boss like the bagel guy right like yeah right, right? <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> right. there's like it's stories like that probably Nobody yeah, will we'll do that a samurai sword or a wrench you know who wins in that fight the guy with the wrench, the wrench and the, and the sword? Of cell phones? Well, you could throw, can throw the the, sword.
2: you could throw the wrench, right? Wait, well, yeah, you know, I mean, you could. You could throw the wrench, but you only got one shot at it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll go with sword guy. Yeah, I'll go with sword guy. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> All right. So that's our Florida man segment for today. If you have any ideas or suggestions, send them on over at Craig Mish at Joe Pisa Pia 17. Maybe we'll do it on the air. And, and there it is. Joe said that we'll do New Jersey, man, next Tuesday. Now, next Wednesday, I'll do Yom Kippur, man. But I won't be here on the show. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. It's the uh, it's the Jewish holiday. My my uh, first uh, day off, I think, since uh, since I've started this. Well, show. Well, you deserve the- it. That's good. How was yesterday, by the way? How was the holiday with your family? Everything? Very good. good. Very good. Do
3: the whole traditional
2: dinner thing or the whole yes, thing we did yes nice. we did we did yesterday and and the night before but then tonight we will not tonight we will uh we we, we uh will celebrate the holiday here in the house and then of course uh the fasting and not eating and all that next week so what was on the menu what was on the menu last night oh just traditional um you know jewish meals bagels and uh corn beef, ball I beef. love them. Off, ball soup. Uh, that I that would come for class. Passover. That's a Passover, no, that's a Passover thing. thing. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean I suppose you could eat it any time, but it's more of a Pass. You know that and the gefilte fish. Like that's more of a. Yeah, see a that Passover I don't do. I feel. Yeah, I remember the kugel. I remember. Yes, yeah, like yeah, that sure that'll be. Yes, yeah, absolutely. That, that will be uh, again. Uh, um, you know, around that time too. Passover also. You can't eat bread, so we have to make those different kind of meals. So um all right. So again, that's our Florida band segment. We'll do New Jersey band hypothetically next Tuesday. It'll probably be a Sopranos themed segment, I'm guessing. <laughs> and um what we'll do next is we've got the best of hour number one coming up. And then coming up in hour number two, it's our September to remember segment in fantasy. Things that went well, things that went poorly, things that we like, things that we didn't like. We'll do that coming up in less than five minutes from now. For those of you who are listening to the show live on the iHeartRadio app or you're listening on the FNTSY app, that is certainly cool as well. But as a reminder, make sure that you download our show via iTunes, Android, Stitcher or wherever you hear podcasts because... Not a lot of people have time to listen to this program for two hours every single day, and I get that. But if you want, you could listen to it in pieces simply by listening to us in podcast form. If you're listening to us in the iTunes store, make sure you like and subscribe to the show. Give us five stars if you wouldn't mind, and then this way we can continue to deliver this great content to you each and every day. Of the fantasy football season, we will take a quick time out. Best of the first hour next, and then our September to Remember segment is coming up in hour number two. This is Fantasy Sports Today. Craig and Joe with you here on a two-minute away.
4: I continue to take Androflaner and I've maintained my weight at 172. Gained muscle and energy. I'm 63 now and feel better than I have in 30 years. Andro 400, the natural way to increase testosterone, lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great. Try Andro 400, the safe, effective, affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. Were you scammed into signing a timeshare contract? And did you miss the part that said you have to pay for your great idea. Not only for the rest of your life, but when you're not here anymore, you get to pass this turkey onto your family for them to pay for the rest of their lives. Thanks, Dad. Don't burden your family down the road and don't be stuck with expensive timeshare payments forever. Get out of your bad idea timeshare contract guaranteed or pay nothing. Call Resort Release today and learn for free how their timeshare exit team can help you legally exit your timeshare contract. They've helped thousands of people and they're A-plus rated with a BBB. So if you feel scammed, get mad, and get out of your expensive timeshare contract right now,
5: guaranteed. Call NOW. 800-804-7060. 800-804-7060. 804 7060 -7060. That's 800-804-7060. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes?
6: you need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxas 321 network today. We'll get them off your back.
0: Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Misch and Joe Pizzapia.
2: Welcome back to fantasy sports today. As we wrap up the first hour of the show, here's what you missed. The Rams
3: defense is not as good as people think it is. And they are terrible when it comes to giving up big plays that swing games. And they have been for a year. And I feel like now everyone's jumping on them, but this is not new information. Yeah, I'm a little worried about
2: them. More worried about Golf, I think, than I am about the Rams. But. Do you
3: think that the little of the girly usage this week was looking ahead to Thursday? No, I'm asking this a serious question now.
2: No, no, Joe, I don't. No. Well,
3: why do you even finish the question?
2: <laughs> because I know where you're going. Go ahead. Where am I going with the question? Let's see if you're right. You think that they're going to all of a sudden give Gurley 25 characters? No, no, no,
3: no, no. I'm saying this particular week, this particular day, when they decide, no, no, we can do this without doing it, because they have a Thursday night game against Seattle this week. No, it's a short week, Thursday night travel game.
2: No. OK, I'm
3: just as a fair question. Yeah, No, now. I
2: don't think so. it's the same. It's the same question that when you asked me, do you think that maybe they just don't play Hilton because the Raiders are not good? The answer is never in the NFL. Like if a guy can play, he plays and Gurley is not the same guy. I will say this. You got what you wanted last week from that. If, wow. if Gurley does that all happy. season long, I got two touchdowns. I didn't get the 100 yards. <laughs> hey, listen, at this point, <laughs> but you 10 can't carries. run the
3: ball 11 times and win football games. I'm sorry. I don't think you can do that, even if you're the Rams. You oh, can't from the winning
2: point, no. But for Gurley, if you give, if you give, and I have Gurley in that guillotine league. So if Gurley gives me 13 carries, 35 yards and two touchdowns and four catches, I will take it every week the rest of the year. I am good. And we'll be right back with more Fantasy Sports Today, hour number two if you're listening live, or if you're listening on demand. This is FNTSY Radio,
7: Craig Mish, Fantasy Sports Today.